I'm Ryan. I'm part of the team here. It's my great privilege to be able to share with you this morning. So away we go, eh? Sound good? Cool. Well, oh, the irony. But what I want to share about this morning is, have you heard of that saying, fake it until you make it? Well, um, I sense the Holy Spirit saying over us, grace it and you'll make it. And so that's the title of my message this morning, Gracing It. Who wants to grace it, you know, as we go into next term? Term four for those going back to school and teachers, etc., those that work at schools, gracing it in, you know? And um, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be an amazing season for us as a church. And, you know, isn't it so good, the grace of God every day for us? You know, His mercies are new every morning. Grace and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, there's always enough grace. There's always, God is always up to something good in our lives. And I love grace, unearned, undeserved, kindness, favor, flowing. So good. And, you know, it's there available for all of us, for all of us. But I, I really want to emphasize this morning faith going with grace. Because when we have faith, it means that we have access to that grace that God's just pouring out. Sound good? Sounds good. Coolness. All right. Well, let's um, open up and start with a good, strong scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, if you want to open up. This is Paul speaking to the Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10 and... Yeah, verse 10. Paul lived a grace-based life. And he says, by, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Ha! <laughs> and his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Awesome. Okay, so the grace of God in Paul's life. Um, Paul learnt to embrace the grace in his life. And isn't it great that as we journey on our life of faith, we start to realize where is the favor of God in our lives? And so let's follow that favor and move with that favor, move inside the parameters of that unique grace that God has for us. And Paul definitely learned to do that. He definitely learned to embrace the grace in his life, didn't he? And it's a bit like me when I was at high school, actually. Like, I loved running and I, I, I loved sprinting, but I actually wasn't very good at sprinting. And until this epic sports day where, for some reason, my classmates picked me to go the third runner in the relay race. And lo and behold, as I ran around, because the third runner is the one before the one that gets all the glory, who runs across the finish line, but that's okay. Jesus, it's all right. (laughs) Um, um, I discovered that as I went round the bend, whoa, what's going on here? And just, you know, the crowd's going wild. Who is this incredible um, runner who's just like bending, you know? It's, it was absolutely amazing. So I discovered that the grace for me was actually on being the third runner. And that was my 
my um, position. And um, another little high school story, because I'm a youth pastor, I'm passionate about helping kids find the favour that's on their life so they can follow that favour and reach their full potential. When I was at high school in year nine, I really sucked at cooking. I, it, there just wasn't a grace on my life, you know. Thanks be to God that he brought Louise into my life. It's now like Jamie Oliver every night. Serious people, serious people. The, it, it is incredible cooking, like, all the time. And she loves to cook and I love to eat. And it's just an awesome scenario. So Jesus knew what he was doing. For you blokes out there, pick a good woman who can cook. And if you pick a woman that can't cook, make sure you learn how to cook now. Okay, so, yeah. So I was there. And I clashed with the home economics teacher. No offence to any home economics teachers out there. I was no angel at high school. And um, so I got removed um, into the clothing and textiles class. Woo! And suddenly came upon me this incredible ability to do fashion design. It was absolutely phenomenal. And I created... Some bear pants, not pants, not, not invisible pants, sorry, but pants that were made of like bear fur material. And back in those days, we wore them like just below the knees. And these pants were like super furry, super awesome. I don't think they'd ever been seen before. Some people had created zebra pants. Some people had created lebra pants, but bear pants. And I'll never forget a YWAMA, a YWAMA guy, just seeing the first sight of them. He just, eyes wide open, he's like, oh, they're awesome. I'd make these my camping pants, you know. Here's this, you know how YWAMAs love to sort of, you know, wear cool kind of crazy clothes. So I was, I just felt amazing. And I'll never forget the favour that came upon me in that class where I think the coordinator came to check on me at Blackwood High School, see how I was doing because they'd heard about me. There was rumours of me having ADD and such. And the teacher goes, what's going on here? You know, how's he doing? And the teacher stuck up for me. Talk about the favour, people. She's like, she's one of those Aussie kind of teachers. I like him. I like him. And I heard that. And, oh, my heart leapt within me. And so ever since that day, I've had a particular liking for, for, for clothes and that sort of thing. And... So I give Louise advice every now and then, and she cooks for me. So you can um, thank me for Louise's um, bohemian style and, you know, all that sort of thing. Excellent. So Paul the Apostle, he learned, he had to discover the grace on his life. I mean, hello, people. We've got a Jewish rabbi trained, trained under strict um, Masonic law. He knew the Torah. He knew the ins and outs. A brilliant, brilliant mind. Paul the Apostle. And then God sends him to the Gentiles. And then you've got this like guy with foot and mouth disease, Peter, you know, fisherman. And um, who's this unlearned guy? And God sends him to the um, Jews. God does things back to front. He does things in a very unusual way. He does things by his grace. And Paul learned to embrace the grace in his life, even though sometimes he felt in over his head. He felt overwhelmed. So if you're feeling overwhelmed today, there is grace for you guys to grace it and you'll make it. You'll be blessed for success. And if you feel that you don't have much on your plate, there is grace for you in this season. 
I, I mean, I've been in a situation where I'm going 100 miles an hour, and then I had this year where God just stripped everything away. And I tried to do lots of, you know, endeavors, but God had a grace for me to rest, and I had to go with that, you know? And so follow your favor, follow that leading of grace, that, that sense of his life, the sense of his presence, and uh, you will be blessed. And, you know, Paul, Paul learned this so well. Isn't it cool that um, he called himself to the Galatians, Paul the Apostle? But then about five years later, he goes to the, um, the, uh, the Corinthians. He said, least among the apostles, about five years later. Then after that, he's speaking to the Ephesians about five years later, and he goes, least among saints. Then about five years after that, he's speaking to Timothy, and he's run his course very, very well, and he says, I'm chief among sinners. Come on. This guy learned to embrace total dependency on God and then that see the wonder of God coming through. And, you know, it's interesting that I'm the youth pastor in this house, even though I was asked politely to leave youth group <laughs> when I was a youth. <laughs> I remember the day, it was Tuesday night, we were eating tuna morning, didn't have mobile phones. I think the elders had had their elders meeting and discussed me and then um, <laughs> rang up, my dad stops eating, goes to the phone we didn't, uh, co- uh, the, with the cord on the wall, comes back and sits down, <laughs> looks at me, Ryan, you're not going back to youth group. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I went and made friends with those elders and that particular youth leader and they were just blown away by the grace of God in my life and it meant so much to them so hang in there mums <clears throat> so Paul is awesome you know he lived this and breathed this lifestyle so well didn't he he said he said you know in terms of the past God will work all things together for good where sin abounded do you know that grace will abound even more this is you know mercy gets us out of the red grace takes us into the black you know he god will bless you so much even despite your mistakes shocking isn't it shocking and offending to religion but hooray you know and he said so that's all things in your past what about things in your future paul said i have learnt to be content because christ gives me the strength to face all things Christ will give you the strength, the grace, the energy, the power, the enabling, the enabling grace, the empowering grace in your life to do what you are called to do. All right. So I want to encourage you guys this morning, you know, how it says in this um, verse, I labored abundantly. I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. There is grace for the pace that you are to run at, guys. Don't worry about what position someone else has in the relay. You know, I had to learn my position. Don't worry about what... I was in the wrong... I was in the right year level, but the wrong class. Then God put me in the right class. And guys, it's about us learning. What is the pace? What is the calling? What, what is God's heart? What is God's favor for us in our lives? And to learn to be content in that. And not to compare yourself with other people, but to simply enjoy God in that. 
You know, I want to encourage you guys that God has a unique grace for each one of us. He has a measure of grace for each one of us. And um, I was reading Brian Houston's book, um, Love, uh, Live, Lead, I think it's called. And um, he was, I'd, I'd been preparing for this message and so much of those early chapters are covering um, what I'm speaking on this morning. I'm like, wow, great minds think alike. You know, he was so happy to meet me when I saw him in Singapore, or Singapore Airport last year, back from the missions trip. Yeah, he was very excited. And, uh, and uh, so, so, yeah, man, way to go, Brian, you know. Um, but he talks about being comfortable in your own skin. And, you know, in terms of the Hillsong phenomenon, they, they just actually, they were just being faithful with the grace that they were given as a church. And they saw increase in that. You know, so that's, that's how we can be. But there's a unique grace. And Ephesians 4, 7 says, But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gifts. That goes on to talk about the fivefold. So there's a measure of grace that each one has. Romans 12, um, it says, For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. I'll just pause there. Thinking soberly. You know, some of us, I think, as particularly Australians, don't have a tendency to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to. We have a tendency to think of ourselves too small. What's a good adjective? <laughs> lowly. Yeah, lowly than we ought to think of ourselves. But, you know, I wanted to... I want to really point out today that true humility is walking in all your passions, giftings, talents, walking in that and being strong in that and confident in that and being so um, unashamed, unembarrassed about that unique person that God has created you to be. That is true humility. So guys, be aware of the grace that is in your life. Be aware of that and start to move in that. And you know, it's okay to have a go and practice and to experiment, just like teenagers do as they're learning what path to go down. In the church, there's freedom to have a go at different things and try. So guys, go for it. I want to point out as well that under law, we often fall into the trap of having to do everything perfectly. And that perfectionism invokes fear to to the point where we become limited and restricted and we become hard on ourselves and hung up. But we cut that off and know that we're, we're higher than that. We're under grace. And grace doesn't cause perfectionism. Grace actually carries this atmosphere of a spirit of excellence. So we have a go. And if we don't get it right, there's grace and freedom to have another go until we refine and improve and develop Um, what God has called us to do and we release that full potential in our lives and that is grace that is grace so it's it's very exciting this is the way Jesus lived with his disciples and so it goes on to say for as um, for as we have many members in one body but all the members do not have the same function so we many being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another I want you to really hear this next part Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Now here's where I want you to see where grace and faith go together. Faith allows us to have 
eyes to see what God has on our life. Um, faith allow, in terms of grace, faith allows us to have ears to hear everything that God is saying to us um, in terms of leading us into, into opportunities and possibilities within the realm of grace. And so when we have faith, we position ourselves for brilliance. We position ourselves for the supernatural. We position ourselves in a place where there's always going to be a ram in the thickets. You know, it's not, what am I going to do, God? It's, who are you, God? Oh, yeah, that's right. You're a father. I'm your son. You've got so much grace available for me. I'm just going to have a crack. I'm just going to have a go. Let's give this a try and let's see you come through time and time and time again. And this is the way to live, total dependency. And as Graham Cook talks about, this releases wonder. And so maybe if you're feeling a little bit bored in your Christian life, take some steps of faith and see the grace come through. See the opportunities and possibilities break open. This is a time of opportunity, guys. And the word of us over us is grace. So I want to encourage you guys to be faithful with the grace that is on your life. Practice gifts, practice, um, you know, uh, have a go at opportunities and you'll see increase in your lives and you are one of a kind you know it says by grace we have been saved and that not of yourself um, through so by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is a gift from God not by works least anyone should boast for you are his workmanship created for good works that you'll walk in them so all you have to do is just walk into this you know I, I pretty much just walked into this job seriously So just keep going. Just keep loving Jesus, being his son, his daughter, and see how he comes through for you. It'll be amazing. Okay. This is good. This is good. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. So that's pretty much the end this morning, guys. But I want us um, just just to stand up, and I want us just to have some time waiting on God this morning and uh, enjoying his presence and hearing his voice. I'll just read this over to you. In case you're feeling like you're not good enough, you're not capable, you're not the person for the job, let me read this. You'll like this. Okay. Adam was a failure. Noah was a drunk. Abraham was too old. Isaac was a daydreamer. Jacob was a liar. Leah was ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Joseph was abused, Moses had a stuttering problem, Gideon was afraid, Samson had long hair, no offense, Seth, <laughs> and was a womanizer. Rahab was a prostitute, Jeremiah was too young, David had an affair and was a murderer. <laughs> Elijah, God used him. Elijah was suicidal, Isaiah preached naked. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. Joseph ran from God. Naomi was a widow. Job went bankrupt. John the Baptist ate bugs. <laughs> Peter denied Christ. The disciples fell asleep while praying. <laughs> Martha worried about everything. Mary Magdalene was, well, you know. The Samaritan woman was divorced more than once. <laughs> Zacchaeus was too small. Paul was too religious. Timothy had an ulcer, and Lazarus was dead. Yeah, awesome.
All right. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Let's just praise Him for the grace. Thank you, God. We just let's activate faith to receive grace. We don't have to be the bigger, biggest achiever this morning. Let's be big receivers, but let's activate the faith to receive grace, energizing, enabling, empowering grace today. Favor, favor, um, favor, favor, favor on you guys today. Favor on you today, undeserved, unearned. May the kindness of God spill over into every avenue of your thinking. May the kindness of God saturate your emotions. May the kindness of God zap your bodies today. Grace, grace and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ, May grace be with you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for the gospel. Thank you that this is a house of grace. Lord, we break off shame today. We break off fear today. We break off the depression and everything that would try to hold us back from in celebrating and enjoying you today. Thank you so much, God. Just begin to praise him. Keep that faith rising up. Faith rising up. Possibilities and opportunities. Miracles. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Heaven come. Heaven, God. Heaven come. Heaven come. Heaven come. Heaven come. As you're waiting on God, I just want to minister a little bit prophetically and say, yeah, is anyone here, um, 30, uh, maybe just hold up your hand. Anyone here um, married for 32 years? Just um, hold up your hand if that's anyone. That's all right. That's okay. Or close, 31 or 33. That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. I felt, I felt marriages. I just, I just sensed marriages over 30 years. So just hold up your hands if you've been married for over 30 years. Just declare over you that good, good times are ahead. Good times. The end of something is better than the beginning. I just see the Father just... Um, spilling over his goodness into your homes, into around your tables, in the lounge rooms, these marriages, over, over the top, over the top, um, love spilling in. I just bless you guys. We bless these marriages in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The best is yet to come over these guys' lives, to use another Brian Houstonism. <laughs> um. I'm just sort of stretching myself today, having a bit of a crack to prove a point as well. Um, 15th of December, um, anyone or close to that? That's all right. 14th, that's all right. Just having a go. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Who has a birthday this week? Anyone have a birthday this week? That's all right. (laughs) Is someone back there? I'm not sure. Over here. Oh, yep. When is it? 17th. I just want to pray for you. Let's come up here. I know that's not a, like, profound word of knowledge, but I just want to bless Edward. Yep, yep. Cool, cool. I want to bless you as well. Let's stretch out our hands um, towards Edward first. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, so much. Thank you, God. We bless him today. Thank you, Father, so much for um, you um, touching his life today in, in a special way, Lord, this um, launching pad that he's standing on today. 
feel like the favor of God is upon you. I feel like the Father's putting on um, a garment of many colors on you today and giving you permission to dream. He wants you to begin to um, dream out light and to dream your way, you know, into, in, into freedom. You know, a sense that you're going to be one that advises pharaohs. You're going to be one that um, speaks wisdom to pharaohs. And so we bless um, Eddie today. And Lord, we just pray for an increase of great favor upon him in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Love to bless people when they're having a birthday coming up. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's all right. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for wisdom. Lord Jesus, we just declare that you're releasing um, a ministry of wisdom in this church today. Thank you, Lord. Through Leslie's life. We just declare that people are going to come to her and she's going to release great words of wisdom. Lord Jesus, what might take um, hours and hours of counseling that she's going to be just with a strong, straightforward word of wisdom. And Lord, it's just going to be like, boom. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We release that upon her today in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Woo. All right. So there's grace, eh? There's grace. Let's just enjoy Jesus a little bit more. Ha ha. Thank you, God, for grace. We pray for more revelation of this grace that we have. Ha, to be comfortable in our own skin, Lord. Jesus, to enjoy life again. Put a smile on our dial today, Jesus. Ha, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Ha, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I heard um, Jackie and the team singing Amazing Grace. So let's just finish on that and enjoy Jesus and then you can make your way out. But what I want you to do is I want you to come to the front and just have an encounter with Jesus. I want you to come to the front believing that you're going to encounter Jesus Christ by His Spirit and that you're going to be launched. You're going to be launched into a new season of possibility and opportunity. He's going to come and bless you for success. You're going to feel that favor. You're going to know the sweet spot that God has for you as you worship Jesus today. You know, Jesus is full of grace and truth. We want to hear the tone of your voice today, Jesus. It's not a tone of law or legalism. It's a tone of of easygoing, giving us slack Being the shepherd, father-hearted one you are, Jesus. And the look in your eyes as well. Your your eyes are so bright with grace this morning, Jesus. Your eyes are so transparent. Jesus, come and manifest your presence in this place. Wreck us, God, with your grace. Wreck us with your grace. See Jesus coming and tightly holding some of you, and I see Jesus as well coming and actually arresting some of you out of the jail of shame and depression. It sounds funny, doesn't it? But he's arresting you out of the jail of shame and depression and fear. He's saying, I remember your sins no more. Come away with me to a high and spacious place. Ah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, you're so, so kind. 
Your love endures forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let us encounter you today. More, 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 more. Holy Spirit. Show, show, show. Thank you, Jesus. I'll just pray for a few people, but just enjoy him, sing loudly and proudly. Our boast is in Jesus. Our boast is in him today. Ha, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God.